weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA, Fedhaza and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. So we've had some interesting conversations about the KwaZulu-Natal Midlands meander. And it really is guaranteed to take your breath away with its beauty. It's one of the country's most famous routes and is known as the arts and craft route. This piece of the world is nothing short of majestic, but it doesn't just stop at the Midlands Meander, of course. We've had so many conversations in KwaZulu-Natal. The Midlands Meander was established in 1985 when a small group of creative minds gathered at Kavisham Mill. And it consisted of four potters, a weaver, and some artists trying to brainstorm a way for them all to come together and work together, collaborate, and obviously increase their income. I think the plus is that they were scattered alongside the countryside, and uh, it created a nice way to meander, to really stop and experience different artists along the way. From the chats that we have this afternoon, you will see that there are so many different characters in the Madeleine's meander, so many things to experience, and uh, there's so many options. You have craft, curio, and, uh, and gift shops along the way. There's over 80 kilometers of the Midlands meander route to explore, and most meanderers pick one route to explore for the day and don't quite get to finish it because I'm sure they get distracted along the way with so much to experience. So come with us as we experience the Midlands meander, and some very interesting experiences and interesting characters dotted along the Midlands Meander, over 80 kilometers of very interesting terrain. We're chatting this afternoon with Wendy Moss. Wendy has a very interesting story. It's uh, a story of overcoming some personal challenges, which brought her to the beautiful, beautiful Endeavor places. And uh, she came in quite an interesting way to this beautiful farm. But first about Terence Watkins, who was visiting the friends in the KZN Midlands somewhere around 2006. He so fell in love with the peacefulness and tranquility of the area that he ended up purchasing a small holding in Curry's Post. He, of course, fell in love with animals and he found himself rescuing them and, and providing... Um, solace but he's he maintains that you know the happily ever afters that he's created 
was actually not him finding the alpacas, but the alpacas finding him. And what a wonderful story that is. But you know, they say that in any any main story, there's always a sub story. And the sub story is Wendy Moss. Good afternoon, Wendy, and welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Good afternoon, Janet. Thank you for inviting me. It's a big pleasure, Wendy. I would love to hear your story and how you found this beautiful spot in Curry's Post. Janet, uh, nine years ago, I, I found myself without a job with a couple of children to educate. Um, I was in a ba bad space. I had a very bad accident and lost the use of my foot. Um, I'm sorry, Janet. Wendy. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm kind of over it. I, I joke with people now and I say my, my foot now keeps my shoe on if it doesn't do anything else. <laughs> but it hasn't stopped me, hasn't stopped me from living my life. So, yes, so I came to the farm nine years ago. Um, it was supposed to be temporarily, uh, but I proved myself. I started spinning alpaca fleece. I started adding value to the farm. Um, and the whole time I was, I was healing. Um, fresh air, good company, animals, spring water. Um, <coughs> is solace to the soul. So it sounds I, like I a retreat that we all need at some point, Wendy. Definitely, definitely, Janet. I've got a teepee village now where I invite people just to come and rest and, and restore their souls, where there's no Wi-Fi, where there's, there's just the sound of the birds, the jackal calling in the background, alpacas peering at them over the fence. So, yes, definitely oh, a place to goodness. rejuvenate your soul. It sounds amazing, Wendy. What a heaven you've created there. The joy that I see on people's faces when they come to my open days where children can actually feed the alpacas and have a one-on-one -on -one relationship and and get to know them and, and confront their fears. Yeah, it's it's very special. I always believe that alpacas are fairly mystical animals. Is that yes, true? Yes, they are. Very much so. So the Incas and the Mayans revered them so greatly that the fleece was only allowed to be utilized to make garments for the for the royalty. Um, the fleece is also was valued uh, so highly that they paid their soldiers in fleece. Uh, it was considered more valuable than silver and gold. And there's lots of legends and stories how they had to flee into the mountains away from the Spanish um, inquestadors when they try to take over the South, South Americas um, and how they protected their herds of alpacas. So there's no wild alpacas out there anymore. There's only domesticated alpacas in their natural environment. That's very interesting. Now I see that some of these animals have come from petting zoos and other really not very nice situations. So, so it's a retreat for them as well. Yes, definitely. So sadly, what happens is because they come from another country, they've got they've got needs not similar to the the animals in in our country. Um, the the feed requirements are different. They come from high altitudes, so their blood structure is actually different. It's elliptical and it's not round for extra surface area for oxygen transfer. Um, so people purchase these animals as gifts or pets. And they, they, there's no vets in the country that can help them because there's no vets trained in camelids in South Africa. And they lose them or financially they can't afford them anymore or 
the marriages might be broken up and and the circumstances have changed so yes we we do we we rescue these animals we go out and help as much as we can and if we realize that that the situation can't change we offer to purchase the animal and then they come and live on our farm happily ever after so how many animals do you have on the farm at the moment wendy i have 53 animals 28 oh females, yes, 28 wow. females, <laughs> and most of them are going to be having babies from from middle March to the end of June. That is just amazing, Wendy. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked, you know, as an ex-Durban girl, I'm really surprised, and, and I'm thinking of people that I want to send to you who need this kind of retreat. Honestly, I think it is so, so special. I'm going to start by telling my sister about it. I think she'll be quite amazed. But you, Thank you also have accommodation on your property. So tell us a little bit about that. What yes. can you expect to experience? So the animals are quite costly. We have now uh, rigged up a little Indian teepee camp, a red Indian teepee camp. We call it Nirvana Outpost Luxury Teepee Camp where you can come and live in a teepee and experience how they did it in the, the old westerns. Beautiful ablution block, really nice open plan kitchen, bright pit, peace and solace. That is on the, the alpaca farm area. And then close by, we've got Rivendell, which is an upmarket self-catering house that sleeps eight people. And um, nice dam, nice walks on the on the property, peace and quiet, uh, middle of the Midlands meander, so you're close to all the wedding venues, close to all the, the eateries um, and, and all the activities in the area. So yes, we, we, we're really well situated. Cyclists come and, and, and do a lot of cycling on our gravel roads. There's a lot of trail runners that come and do, we've got some really nice trails out at Old Heliwall and ground cover close by. So yes, you don't even have to bring any food. We've got enough people that can feed you in the area and lots of activities to keep you busy. Well, that sounds like an amazing invitation, Wendy. I think that our listeners are, are definitely going to be intrigued, are going to come and seek out this this really, I mean, it's called Nirvana Outpost, right? That's right, the TP camp, yes. The wow. alpacas are called Endeavour Alpacas. That's just the, the, the Alpaca Breeders Association name that we've given the herd. And what is Succulent Gems? Succulent Gems is situated on Rivendell, which is the upmarket self-catering house. Um, and we specialize in just succulents. So succulents are, have just become the, the, the fashion mode at the moment. We have landscaping succulents, indoor succulents, outdoor succulents, pretty succulents, prickly succulents, succulent succulents any succulent you want amazing <laughs> amazing and then rivendell house is the is that the self-catering accommodation the large house that sleeps eight that's correct yes and and the, the nursery is on that close to that house yeah amazing now wendy i'm trying to imagine a typical day in your life right so tell yes. us what that would look like are you are you part of the 5am club you know i'm part of the 5am club but i don't wake up to spend time with alpacas i wake up to check emails drink some tea do some stretches and try to center myself before the madness starts 
Yes, so I definitely am part of the five o'clock club. I, I would wake up at five o'clock, make myself a nice cup of tea, sit in my bed and answer emails, um, work out what I'm supposed to be doing the, for the day. By half past five, quarter to six, I'm out feeding all the alpacas to make sure that they're all okay. We've got dogs and um, chickens that lay the most beautiful colored eggs. So I feed all the animals, I clean up their troughs, I put in extra hay. Then I would have breakfast myself, and then I would rush off and open the nursery for the morning. Um, we distill rosemary as well on, on the premises, so we've got organic rosemary and hydrosol. So I would rush after the nursery. I would go and I would do a couple of distillations, which takes me two hours uh, a pot, and immediately bottle it afterwards. And then again, in the evening, I'd have the same... Um, same routine. I'd go out making sure that all the animals are okay, that all the food's done, all the paddocks are cleaned. And now with baby season, like every hour I'm checking up on them to make sure that there's no um, problems with the births and that kind of thing. And it's beautiful to watch a baby alpaca being born. It's actually called a Korea being unpacked. Oh my goodness, Wendy. I've got your mobile number and I'm going to send you a WhatsApp message. Because yes. tomorrow when we're both up at 5 a.m., I'm going to show you my garden. And sometimes mm -hmm. if I'm feeling up and at him, then I jump into the jacuzzi so that I can get a nice wake up. And, uh, you know, the weather is beautiful in Cape Town at the moment. So I will send you pictures of my garden and you can send me a video of the alpacas and what it's I'll like do. to you at 5 a.m. I'll do that. And if you are ever in this area, you really, really have to come and visit. We've got the most awesome establishments in the area, and it's really a uh, value-add. Um, yeah, KZN oh, is amazing. I am. Um, TKZN is, uh, has invited me to come to KZN, and I look for every opportunity to come home. So after I <laughs> land and I have my bunny chow, and I hear what the program is. I believe I have two days in the Midlands. So you definitely would be on my list of to-dos. Awesome. That'll be absolutely so awesome. My treat. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Wendy. And thank yeah, you for thank sharing you. this incredibly special space with us. Thank you very, very much. And thank, thank you, you for, for the excellent love. work that you do. That is just phenomenal. It's like uh, It's like watching... An art film, listening to your story. It really, truly is. It's very fulfilling. Thank you so much, Janet. It's a big pleasure. Take care, Wendy. All the best. And you too. To the alpacas. I will do. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. We're chatting this afternoon with Lucinda Bate and having just watched the most amazing film about a tiny island in Scotland, I'm really intrigued to be chatting to Lucinda this morning. Lucinda is the co-owner of Inversanda Farm and is born in deep Surrey suburbia, England. Now that's going to make an interesting accent for us this morning and our listeners are going to definitely be intrigued. But her story is this, when her father retired from the Navy, her family re relocated to a remote sheep farm in the Scottish Highlands with 7,000 acres of bog and rock. I mean, this reminds me of the cinematography I've just been exposed to. And I think when I think of this kind of terrain, I'm thinking Drakensberg 
and I'm sure that she will agree. Her nearest neighbors were six miles away and she was given a dog and a pony and told on to get on, told to get on with life. I mean, what a childhood, nobody to, um, to helicopter parent her, nobody to monitor closely. She just had the Highlands as her playground. And um, obviously when you live so remotely from everybody else, you build a close community. And when you're in terrain like this, you really do build a network of cooperation and mutual support. So the migration to the Midlands might not have been such a massive paradigm shift for Lucinda, but we're going to hear from her. Lucinda, what an interesting childhood you've had. Yes, I was very, very privileged that mum and dad made that decision to take us to, the, to Scotland and really, yeah, it was a paradise, absolute paradise. The only negative to Scotland was the weather and it's just as well it has the weather. The weather and midges keep development away from the highlands of Scotland, which is why it's so magical, because it hasn't been spoiled. So, um, no, I absolutely loved it. And we were out on the hills. You know, it was almost the, 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 the shepherds who we worked with to bring the sheep in. They were almost like um, here. They were, they were very oratory. Um, you may have heard of first footing, which is a yes. tradition, a new year. You'd literally go to shepherds' houses and they'd tell you stories. And, and they gave you whiskey, actually, which when I was young... That's a phenomenal on. combination, listen. <laughs> <laughs> but it, oh, it really was just a tiny little school, a tiny little village. Everybody knew each other. He was John the Post. Would you believe the shop visited us twice a week? We were six miles away. The shop came to us. It's inconceivable today. Absolutely inconceivable. That is amazing. So it was a kind of mobile, mobile service. The shop came twice a week, and the library came once a once a month. I was actually just talking about it the other day. I cannot believe it. Oh my god! That was the service that they provided for us, and we even had a, a mobile cinema which came once a month. Uh, that was sponsored by the Highlands and Islands Development Board. I think they were worried about us being so remote that we needed some culture. So you said you love the Scottish film. I fell in love with Africa sitting on a little bench with my coat on in the village hall. And um, what did you the lion. It was, um, now why am I forgetting it? Born Free. I saw uh -huh. and I was sold. Absolutely. What sold. a classic. And I think we used our best collateral to bait you, Lucinda, because that is a very special film. Oh, so special. Absolutely. Now you're talking about you're talking about the the shop coming to you. So I grew up uh, in an area called Chatsworth in Durban, and that was before Chatsworth was actually zoned. So my parents bought this massive, massive house and we would direct people to our home. We didn't have an address. We used our neighbor's address because it wasn't even zoned. And we grew everything from apples and oranges and strawberries and anything that would grow. We literally lived off the garden. I grew up thinking we were fabulously wealthy, but we weren't. <laughs> we were just, my mom was a resourceful gardener. And we'd say to people, please watch out for the massive gum tree 
just as you get off the Higginson Highway, follow the gum tree and our house is behind the gum tree. And I'm surprised at how people found us, but Fantastic. they did. And there was no development around us at all. So there was no Chatsworth um, as an Indian township. And it developed around us and we saw all of these massive structures going up and we would go and play in the trenches. And uh, I so get what you're saying about the shop coming to you because yeah. the grocer came to us and he had these old fashioned weights and he would weigh out things. And my mom would buy all the vegetables that we didn't grow off his, you know, his open van. And then the shop would come to us and I was very fortunate because I got to choose whatever cake I wanted. And uh, my mom would, I usually reached for the big pink one, one because it was pink and two because mm. it would last a while. Yeah. And, and then every so often the ice cream person would come around and we'd buy this brick. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And my mom would buy a brick of ice cream which was wrapped in cardboard. I you know, remember. I remember that. Remember, are we giving our age away? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would slice it into eight um, because of the six children and my, my parents. So we'd all got, got a slice. And it was usually, you know, that rainbow. Yes. Uh, Raspberry Ripple. Was yes. it Raspberry Ripple? Yeah. That's the one. And mm -hmm. so, it's uh, you know, it's wonderful to have these fond memories of it used to be like and they were relationships and I think that when you have relationships with people um, life just becomes so interesting because Absolutely. the grocer would have that one little fruit that he would give to me and I had chubby cheeks back then not much has changed listen up mm -hmm. and he would he would pinch these cheeks of mine and he'd give me a peach or a nectarine whatever was in season and he'd always say the same thing uh, here's a peach for your cheeks. Oh, how <laughs> here's, special. How here's, special. here's an orange for your cheeks. <laughs> so <laughs> I grew up thinking that fruit was specifically to make one's cheeks rosy. Oh. So very, very special. And I'm sure you have loads of stories like that. Um, how long did you spend in Scotland? So I lived in Scotland until... Um, I basically finished university and I was dead set on coming to Africa. So I literally walked up the cobbled high street from the exam hall, mm -hmm. bought a copy of the, the English Times to see who was going overland. And within three months, I was on a truck and it took us another three months to reach Joburg, actually. So we had the most amazing trip um, with lots of stories to tell. I was, I was quite overwhelmed when I came to Joburg because South Africa was so advanced, whereas the rest of the country obviously is not so developed. So, um, yeah, so I ended up in the bush in Botswana. But our dream was always to go farming because I'd had this wonderful childhood. So that was always at the back of our minds. I wouldn't have kids until we had our, our dream farm. So that's really what brought us here to the Midlands, which is a which is a lovely climate for, for farming. We've got the space that we had in Scotland, although we don't have the size of the farm, but we are actually bordering on Mondi and um, another plantation. So you get this wonderful feeling of space. And I think one of the loveliest thing about the farm is that we overlook this enchanting mountain called Inchlazan. 
So we've got a three kilometer drive. And as you drive to us, um, this, this mountain is what's drawing you in. And it just, to me, it makes the farm us overlooking having this fantastic view. So all our cottages all overlook this very, very special mountain. Jacinda, listening to your story and how you got, went out and bought the, the newspaper and got onto a truck, it sounds like a film. And I really think that it's, I can imagine the landscape and the cinematography in your own story and the huge, you know, the huge shift from Scotland to, to Johannesburg and then the Midlands. What a phenomenal landscape you've experienced all of your life. Mm. I think what's so special about the Midlands is, is the community. It really, really is. You know, when, you, when you're farming, you rely on your neighbours. If we hadn't had the most fantastic neighbour when we arrived, we were always phoning up, what do we do, what do we do? And they would come out, drop the hat and come and help. And it was just such a wonderful support. We've got a wonderful club, the Lions River Club, which is um, particularly a polo club, but it's also got yoga, Pilates, they do um, touch rugby, all sorts of things. So it's very much a community thing. And when we get guests and they go there to the club, it may be a function, they cannot believe how everyone integrates. So it's the young and the old, which is so special. Um, yeah, so to me, that's really the big appeal to the Midlands is this wonderful community we all live in. Um, yeah, which makes it really special for me. How wonderful, Lucinda. Now, will you tell us a little bit about the farm itself in Vasanda? Yes. What do we hope to see there? So we're very privileged. So not only do we have the mountain, but we've got three kilometers of the Mgeni. And as you've heard, you know, we've been underwater. So the Mgeni has been like the Zambezi. I mean, and we tube. So in summer, the great attraction is tubing. And this year, I mean, we've had to hold back on tubing sometime, particularly for the kids, because the, the river was so high and it actually broke its banks for the first time. We've actually been here now, I think it's 27 years as of yesterday. So in um, all the period, the, the river had nev has never been so high. But it's so much fun to tube and the river is so special. So we've got picnic sites down there and just to go quietly with your book, with your picnic, listen to the river is just so wonderful to me. And um, yeah, it's a five minute walk just down there. So that's really what made us a big factor in buying the farm was going down to the river and having water because water is so important in Africa, as we all know. Absolute um, lifeblood. Life so basically the farmer's got cattle. So we rear cattle. Our, I say our, our cattle are, are, live in heaven. They eat grass 365 days of the year. If you go to the UK and you look at farming, you won't see any livestock in winter. They're all brought inside because mm -hmm. they'll either poach the ground or for whatever reason, they're fed inside. Ours don't. They're quite militant. So they tell us when it's time to move and yes. we start moving and say, right, ladies, it's time. Tell the farmer we're getting out of here. And this morning was a case in point. We actually moved them and just the mooing and just the excitement as they burst from one camp to the next. It was just wonderful to watch. 
So how are guests involved in this is that if they'd like to be part of the farm, they're most welcome, but also they just might like to come the end of the road. We've got space, we've got tranquility. One guest from Durban actually said a few weeks ago, he said, Lucinda, this is the first time I've heard my heart beat. Because in oh, Durban, I never hear it beat. <laughs> and we all laugh. It's um, amazing. Isn't that yeah. wonderful to know? It's so quiet. So the carving season is really special. So um, if you ever have twins, you have to take one away. Beef cows can't cope with twins. They've got two small and udder. And we always will have one calf. I'd like up to maybe even six. But when the kids do, the first thing we ask them to do, do you want to feed the calves? A lot of them have never touched a cow in their lives and they're a little bit anxious. But over the time they're here, there they are. We bottle feed them, which is so special. And our calves, we do humanize them. They're actually brought up in our kitchen um, so that they really do love people. And we have had them visiting the cottages, um, actually going inside. We do say, if you don't want them inside, please shut the door. So I'm afraid our dogs are quite good at inviting themselves in as well. Um, all the cottages have got fireplaces, absolute number one favorite place for the dogs. So invariably our great Dane will invite herself in and plonk herself in front of the fire, um, <laughs> which actually both guests absolutely adore. It's all part of it. We're, we're offering, I think, it's a very homely experience. We're not, we're homes. The, the judge's house is a big house built for Tom's parents. And it wasn't built as um, a self-catering place. Our other places are the barn cottage. It was a tractor shed. It is in a, it is in a field. And actually, the, when we start the carving, that is our creche. So the calves are actually being born in front of the veranda of the cottage, which is very, very special. And they can come and help us tag the calves. That's the first job in the morning. And then again in the afternoon, we go out to check how many more have carved. Um, and that's very special. Wow, Lucinda, I must say, I certainly want to rush over to the Midlands and just, just completely decompress. And it sounds exactly like that kind of place, like you would come and never, ever want to leave. So I'm sure listeners are pretty, pretty peaked interest-wise and excited about this location because, you know, as we talk to people, we discover so many hidden gems and it really, really has been fascinating to chat to you from all things Scottish to all things African. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful 360 life you've had because you've been able to experience so many things um, in so many ways and you've survived terrain from the concrete jungle of Johannesburg and sort of come, done a 360 and come back home because I think your heart has always been in Africa and you've brought some Scottish charm to that. So thank you for being in the Midlands. I think you're a great asset to the area and I'm certainly looking forward to popping in and I suspect I'm going to linger longer um, because I love the story. It's really the narrative behind your journey is fascinating. And I think if people don't come for the accommodation, they're going to come to listen to your story. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Thanks Lisa. so much, Janet. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All the best. Bye-bye.
From all things quiet and peaceful, we now migrate to chatting with Tracy, who is the manager of Checkpoint 103. It's an activity hub in the, in the Midlands, and it has everything from go-karting to target shooting and bubble soccer. I honestly don't know what bubble soccer is. But that's why we're chatting to Tracy, so she can tell us all about it. Tracy Martins, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> it's a big pleasure. Now, Activity Hub, please tell us what that is all about. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we're based on the R103 in the Midlands. Um, so we've called ourselves Checkpoint 103 Activity Hub. Um, our main activity is go-karting, but we've built a venue around the karting that involves a few other activities um, that would suit a broad spectrum of people, different age groups, different types of people. So there's something for, for everyone, family or corporate. Wow. It sounds like certainly an asset in the area, Tracy. And yeah. you have an outdoor track, uh, yeah. lots of things, lots of activities. So if I had to yes. come through, what can I expect to see? Okay. Um, so, yes, many years ago, we started off with indoor karting tracks. Um, and over COVID, we went through some, some changes and we decided to, to build a dream and we built an outdoor karting track to make it more of a racing experience. Um, and just being outdoors, we're having a beautiful venue in the Midlands. It made sense to have an outdoor track that people could um, sit alongside and watch rather than being in an indoor shed. Um, that for us has been extremely popular. We have people coming from, from Durban all over coming to race the track because there's not many other karting venues or if any in the whole of the country that you can just arrive at and have a karting experience similar to a racing experience. Um, so, so that has been our main activity. So karting, um, any ages, we have a unique cart that is a double seater cart as well so an adult can drive alongside a child can teach them to to drive and get a proper racing experience we also have little kiddies indoor carts so they can start off there um then yeah target shooting and bubble soccer <laughs> so bubble soccer is they like mini balls, if you like that you wear on your upper body so you wear them almost like a backpack. So you can still stand and your legs are still sticking out. And the idea is that you form a group of people and you run around and bounce into each other while trying to play soccer. I love it. I love this. I think I'm going to want to try out bubble soccer because you yeah. bounce off people. It's great. It sounds like Lots great of laughs. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. great fun. So do you cater to corporates or just holiday makers that are coming to the area, Tracy? Yeah, a little bit of everything. So um, we have we allow for walk-in trade, so you can just arrive and drive um, if you are in the area looking for a bit of activities in the Midlands. Um, mm -hmm. And otherwise, yeah, corporates is a, a large part of our business as well. So we do lots of team buildings. Um, corporate fun day arts bonding so we have a combination of things where you could book out just the karting track we have a sort of mini gp race series where you can have an ultimate winner at the end um, so we have like a overseas like state-of-the-art timing system so it is you know you can make it very competitive <laughs> if you like 
Um, and then, yeah, we do a series of other team building um, options. We have our mini amazing race at our venue here, lots of different type of puzzles and team bonding experiences as well. So a little bit of everything. Sounds phenomenal. And you've got some vouchers for our our listeners. Would you like to tell us what that is all about? Yeah. So um, we just have a, a voucher for a family of four to come Come join us in the Midlands and experience a range of all our different activities. Um, so like we say, it's um, any age can participate. So we have something for everyone. So if you'd like to try out the karting, bubble soccer, target shooting, we have mini putt-putt as well, as well as sand art and other painting activities. So it'll be a, an activity voucher that a family of four can come enjoy to, in, together or a group of four friends. Sounds phenomenal, Tracy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that one needs this kind of fun activity because the Midlands yep. is very um, too relaxing and you need to <laughs> push your stress levels up with some karting and definitely, um, you know, just fall down in a heap of laughter with the bubble soccer because it sounds like an activity my entire, the entire Pele tribe would want to do. It's something yeah. we love to do. So yeah. definitely on our bucket list now, bubble soccer. Okay. Uh, I discovered it today and I want to do it today for sure. <laughs> Tracy, it's been lots of fun chatting to you. I'm uh, really intrigued at how you have been able to navigate COVID because you built an outdoor track post-COVID and it's now become a huge draw card for you. Yeah. Um, how is it different from a typical shopping mall track? So um, in the shopping mall track, you're obviously limited with, with space. So um, normally you are placed or the tracks are placed um, in an old parking lot area, whereas here we've obviously got a lot of space. Um, a shopping mall track is flat and it can only run a certain amount of carts, whereas here we have used the sort of lay of the land to give the karting a more sort of racing experience like you would expect in the sort of introduction to Formula One or or um, or the likes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really like a proper sort of experience being outdoors and having that opportunity to race. And by all means, it's not um, just for the racing adrenaline junkies. We do have um, a lot of newbies and people experiencing karting for the first time. Um, trying it out so it doesn't have to be a, um, a very competitive not an extreme sport. sport it's a fun it doesn't have to be extreme yeah and you can go as slow as you like um, but I think also if any of the listeners are familiar with the the series Drive to Survive on on Netflix Formula One Drive to Survive series attracts the Formula One drivers and it sort of gives a little story behind them and it's seen quite quite a big popularity and following on on Netflix. So we've had a lot of people come through because they realize that um, most of the Formula One drivers, or if not all, have started in karting as an introduction to, to racing. Um, so we've seen a lot of people who are following that come and experience karting with us on the, the outdoor track. How fascinating. Yeah. You see, it sounds like you've got your hands full there, but we've gotten <laughs> all the wonderful information about Checkpoint 103, this yep. interesting activity hub in the Midlands Meander. Great chatting to you, Tracy. All the best and, and stay bubble soccering. <laughs> Wonderful. Hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Chatting this afternoon with Molly Starts, who is the marketing manager at the Fordong Hotel and Spa. 
And, uh, you know, being in the, in the Midlands in KwaZulu-Natal is really, I think, somewhat of a spiritual experience because you have winding roads, cross streams, quaint little towns, and, you know, farm-to-table places dotted all along Nottingham Road, working farms, amazing terrain, and so much peace and quiet. Our previous interviewee, talked about somebody hearing their heartbeat for the first time whilst being on their property. And I'm sure that Molly has lots of stories like that to share with us. And this tranquil pocket, which is KwaZulu-Natal, has been called the Midlands Meander. And that's exactly in the middle of the meander that Molly sits. Molly, how wonderful to be surrounded by lush mountains and rolling farmland and all kinds of interesting people just judging from the lineup that we've had this morning. Yeah, thank you, Janet. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, after li listening to everyone else, I, I have got a bit nervous. <laughs> I'll try and make Not our story. All. I'll try and make our story as interesting. Um, but we are certainly blessed. Um, I, I just from drinking water out of a tap, the water. Yeah, is like spring water. Um, I keep saying we need to start a whiskey distillery. Like I they have 100%. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, we're just blessed. Uh, we certainly, the Midlands attracts the most special people. Um, our guests become family, become part of the Fordian family and the Midlands family. And as Lucinda mentioned, um, there's a huge focus on community here and it's just helping each other. Um, particularly over COVID, we saw amazing stuff happen in the Midlands. Um, most of us couldn't work. Um, but we worked anyway, but obviously we couldn't keep the hotel open um, and the spa. So we certainly got on with it and helped the community and worked hard. We did a lot of, um, we did teas, um, Artemisia teas. So yeah, it, it's certainly a place, it's a very colourful area and it's certainly you can't be bored in the Midlands. There is something for everyone. It's it's such a special place. Um, yeah, so Fordun is more the more relaxing stop um, with the wellness center or the spa. Um, and we also offer two options. You know, you could stay self-catering cottages, which are more modern, more barn um, with their fireplaces, barn industrial style. And then we have the hotel, which is very personal. Um, Every room is, is the decor is different. We've got different types of rooms, but a lot dates back to the 1800s when the first settler arrived, um, the Scottish settler, huge, um, mm -hmm. you know, the Scottish influence here is incredible. I, I've lived in the Highlands in Perthshire and my mom's Scottish. So it's certainly, I think that's what's attracted me to the Midlands um, is the Scottish influence. It, it is incredible. Um, yeah, so th that is, I haven't really given you a, I've just given you a brief intro of Fordune and Nottingham Road area, but it truly is special. It's a soul it place. Sounds idyllic, Molly. It really does. Yeah, it it certainly is. Um, as I said, it's a soul place, and it's it's a place with character. It's not a sterile um, five star hotel. Or um, the Midlands has got a lot of personality, and it, it, as I said, it it caters for all needs. So Molly, I'm just uh, just looking at what Fodon has to offer. You have a farm village, which was built. You want to turn into agritourism. How is that working? 
Yeah, so the um, the hotel and the farm village are on the same property. And then we've also got the Crane Foundation, which borders the the self-catering farm village. So the farm village is our wedding venue. It also has a beautiful chapel. So we can do we do a lot of events. Uh, we've just done a wonderful wine tasting with Fergeleuchen two days ago. Oh, I'm was... a great fan of Fergeleuchen. <laughs> oh, are you? Yes. yes. Was, we've had them on the special... show a couple of times. And uh, I just, in December, celebrated my birthday there at the pop-up restaurant. Oh, how special. And... What a good place to celebrate. Oh, it was amazing. So, interesting story. The chef at um, Fergeleuchen is an ex-Durbanite. Her mum ran, her mum was Christina Martin, who ran the Christina Martin School of Cooking. Oh, is that Michelle? Yes, yes. Oh, wonderful. And she's amazing. And a couple of years ago, I had a big birthday and we went and celebrated with a curated picnic in the, amongst the camphor trees. So Farkhaleachan is about, I'd say, from my office where I am now at the airport, it's about a 20-minute drive. Oh. Uh, and it is such a special spot. And I'm just surprised that they, you know, that they have this connection. I'm excited that they have this connection with you. Yes, yeah, so Wayne, Wayne, the general manager there, used to yes, work at Oyster Box. Oyster Box, yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. So we all work quite closely, and it's incredible, Um you know, the relationships that you develop um, in this industry. Um, and it, it was just wonderful to see. We actually had a wait list for this particular wine tasting. And Jono, our chef, um, produced the most beautiful wine pairing menu. Um, so it, it all, most of it came from the vegetable garden. And we, we tried to use Midlands Fair only. So we only buy locally sourced produce. So our, our Sky Bistro, which is open mm -hmm. seven days a week, um, it's very much focused on for, um, soil to plate. Um, we've got two wonderful vegetable gardens here. Um, and then we've also got our bees. We will be harvesting honey um, quite soon. Um, and then obviously we've also got chickens. So the eggs that we use for our eggs benedicts that everyone loves is so creamy and rich all come from our little chickens here at Fordune. So there is a lot going on. It's not just a spa and a hotel. We have the, the wedding venue. Um, we've also got a lovely cricket field at the wedding venue, which um, are, they tend to love playing cricket on the Friday. So it's not just a wedding night. You're here for the whole weekend. So you really get to experience the true Midlands. Um, the gents normally play cricket on the Friday. The girls, the ladies will come to the spa and do a bit of meandering, and then the big day is on Saturday. So we have the wedding on the Saturday. So th there's a lot that happens here. <laughs> it's not just oh, the hotel and spa. And I, <laughs> I love the farm to table, and I'm a spa junkie, really. Oh, it's good. my indulgence <laughs> for all my hard work. I love the spa, and I will go at the drop of a hat, of a hat for anything that is is in a spa. So... I'm sold. Uh, I think a weekend wedding in the Midlands is uh, really, you know, a phenomenal um, treat because you get to experience all those rolling hills, beautiful unhinged views, and the wide open spaces, the chance to just relax. Now, there's a, a beautiful hotel, uh, which is now 
an old age home. The, I used to call it the castle. What did it used to be called before, Molly? Do you remember? Um, um, are you not thinking of the Rob Roy? Yes. <laughs> so years ago, we would go to have lunch at the Rob Roy. And we'd have like a, a lunch. There was a time briefly um, when we would go to the Rob Roy almost every Saturday from Durban to, to lunch there. And we'd have this amaz amazing lunch with wine. And then we'd just roll down the hill and fall asleep in the grass. Can you believe it? It was just the most phenomenal experience. It was an afternoon siesta after an amazing lunch. And I loved that place so much that eventually when my nephew got married, I said to my sister, you have to have this wedding at the Rob Roy. So we have beautiful photos of a wedding at the Rob Roy with family and those beautiful rolling hills. And we stayed till sunset. So we've got good captures. Uh, it really is, I think, for anybody who's an ex-Durbanite or a current Durbanite, part of the memory bank of all things that are Midlands. Yeah, I mean, the views, those views are incredible. Um, and also, once again, such such a beautiful story for the soul. Um, yeah, so getting back to the spa, and I, I, as you said, you love the spa, you love a spa, and it certainly is, I think it's essential for every single person out there. Um, we're seeing a, a lot of people coming in after COVID, recovering, doing a lot of massaging, a lot of healing. Yes, it's a um, space to heal. I think people are, even though they were in their homes, they also were quite burnt out. And then when things picked up again, everyone just went into a frenzied mode and i'm finding in in my business which is my ma my mainstream business is transport molly and it's a non-stop moving moving part so even during COVID, we were essential service providers and, and prior to that we serviced a lot of the hotel industry so as you know hotels are non-stop it's 24 7. And in fact, when, when COVID hit and we went into lockdown, we really couldn't find our office key and we'd forgotten what the alarm code was. Oh, <laughs> so no. we had to do this big search and then, you know, phone the alarm company and say, please, can you come reset the alarm? We've forgotten the code. Um, and then somebody fished out a set of keys and we locked the offices. So from being in that space where you sleep very little and people are, flying out, you know, you, you've got 3 a.m. pickups. And, of course, when a driver's late, they call, they're calling you to say, you you know, I have a 3 a.m. pickup. I've got to get to the airport. Your driver's late. They invariably call um, mm -hmm. to absolute quiet. And it was in that absolute quiet that I said, you know, I'm a creative at heart. I need to do something creative with my time. And I started the show. That and it was actually my wow. give back to tourism. It was my give, thank you. It was my give back to tourism because we were all struggling and people were just stuck. And we love to travel. You know, we just pick up and go anywhere, anytime, any adventure. And we were really suffering from FOMO. So it was an opportunity for people to armchair travel and discover little hidden gems in the domestic market. You know, these places where people have, are raising and, and rescuing alpacas and uh, uh, the story of a Scottish woman who did a migration to Africa. These, these are stories that we live for, Molly. So 
it's just phenomenal to be able to visit with you in the Midlands this week. It's really been so fascinating. And um, I think that the corporate retreat is very much needed because we just went back into being super, super busy. And, uh, you know, we became a nonstop operation from being nonstop. And uh, I think a lot of people are looking for that kind of detox spiritual and mental and it sounds like Fodon is a phenomenal choice and it's been great chatting to you thank you really really wonderful spot in the midlands and how lucky are you molly to be able to live there yeah we all we all certainly blessed to live here um i, I realize how lucky i am when i go when I have to go to the city. <laughs> I, I don't last longer than a day. <laughs> yes. It's far, it's far too noisy. It's amazing. Yeah. So before we say good uh, bye to you, can you tell me what is a typical day in the life of Molly Starts? Um, well, it could be quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, the day starts um, with my five-year-old son at four o'clock in the morning. Um, a dog walk, and then heading. Then we basic. Then the day starts at the hotel. Well, the hotel day starts almost at six with breakfast. Um, yeah, and it's basically checking the spa. I normally have a meeting with my lovely staff. We also, I forgot to mention that we do have El Dr. Elliot and Lovu here, who's actually a traditional Sangoma and a Nyanga a herb doctor, and he's incredibly, oh, incredibly knowledgeable. Um, and his herbs and his plants. He's even met the Queen at the Chelsea Flower Show. Oh my goodness! And he's consulted he's the most interesting people in the Midlands for sure. I, I, I reassure you that they, you will certainly meet. You won't want to leave. Um, there are so many interesting characters here. But Elliot actually assists us with our in-house product. We we do use Derm and Falgo and TDA different products, but we also do our in-house product, which is our Dr. and Lovu range, which is made out of wild dacha oils. And so, yeah, so your typical date for Dune starts very early. I think anybody living in the Midlands starts early with the birds, and um, it varies. A different kind of 5am club, Molly. Very much so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting a video from you of this 5am club, which is your life. And uh, I'm also looking forward to getting the one from the uh, interviewee who is living on an alpaca farm. It sounds just idyllic, Molly. And I don't want to say goodbye, but I have to because we've run out of time. Well, it feels you, like Jan. I'm locked in a time zone. <laughs> and it's been wonderful chatting to everyone in the Midlands, Molly. Take care, and I look forward to seeing you all soon. Yes, thank you, Janet. We look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you Absolutely. for this wonderful opportunity. It's a huge pleasure, Molly. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.